Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of Sports and Songs with your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. We've got a uh, lot, of, lot of sports to cover here. It's getting into that fun time of the season, as we call March Madness, of course. Yep. And we've got winter got sports colliding with spring sports, and um, it's a uh, fun time of the year. I'm looking forward to the broadcast. Where, where would you like to start today, Andy? Well, we'll start with, start with uh, I got some baseball notes here that they got their spring training still going on. Um, they uh, kind of get lost in the shadow with all the college terms and high school terms, but uh, they do have baseball still going on. Some teams getting ready and getting their teams organized for next year's World Baseball Classic. If you recall, that's kind of a tournament they have, a Olympic-style tournament they have during spring training. Um a lot of teams kind of like it because you can send players to the Team USA or Dominican Republic or France or whatever team you want to play for, and that gives you a chance to see other players on your own squad for games. So it's kind of good in a way. I think I like it. Other guys get chances to play. Uh, speaking of the World Baseball Classic, former Toronto Blue Jays slugger Jose Batista knows the market for um, aging power hitters doesn't exist in today's game. An effort to convince the teams he still deserves a shot, the 39-year-old Batista isn't making a comeback attempt as a hitter. Instead, he's trying as a pitcher, according to ESPN. Oh, yes. Yes, I did see that. He suspected Werner working out working out as a pitcher. Um, some other pitchers, uh, that's pitcher uh, Marcus Stroman, who was teammates with him in Toronto, kind of gave him an endorsement that he saw him pitch, and he goes, you know, even Batista is impressive on the mound. His chances of making a comeback are slim. There's just not a lot of, you know, interest in a 39-year-old that's just learning to pitch, you know. And also, the hitting isn't going on either. But they're saying for the World Baseball Classic or the Olympics, he might have a shot at that. So that's kind of an interesting thing to keep an eye open for right there. Is, uh, some guys are still maybe come back that way. Um, they're saying he's got a fastball that runs up to 94 miles an hour. And oh. the slider has like a legitimate tilt on it. So maybe as a bullpen pitcher, not as a starter, but it'd be kind of fun to see the you know, He's still a kid at the me my age, but see, see an older player making a comeback like that's kind of nice to see, you know. Yeah, it certainly makes an interesting story, too. Yeah, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, that's some other baseball note to the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> you know, again, speaking of the old guys coming through, the Atlanta Braves, who uh, won the division last year and are looking to compete again. Looking right now, the ace of their pitching staff might be newly acquired Felix Hernandez. Oh. Where the Mariners gave up on, and uh, Felix has kind of got the outside uh, lead right now for um, the number one starter right there. Basically, due to uh, Cole Hamels is still kind of injured right now, they're coming back off of that he's not feeling well, so he might not be ready by opening day. Other guys just aren't falling in right, and the stars are just aligning. And Felix Hernandez very well could be the opening day starter for the Atlanta Braves, so that's kind of interesting right there. Then. Wow, you know, one team cuts it, you go somewhere else, like you still got it. And, you might be the opening day, might be the opening day pitcher. So that just, that's the fun about spring training and some of these things. Um, guys not getting it. I mean, you look at the Yankees roster right now to uh, Judge and uh, and uh, the other and Stratton might not make the opening day roster either because of injuries. So a lot of the big names aren't always there opening day, uh, which is kind of the reason of spring training rust knocked off. And you know, it's not like you know. I'll, Listen to Dan Glenn there today. The pocket used to play all the time in spring training to get it down right. Now guys hardly play at all, and 
that's why the first few weeks of the season are kind of not that exciting to me anyway, because that's when the guys start trying, because that's when they get paid. So with that said, it's kind of a, a sad thing that they, they take the regular season to get shaped up spring training. I think for the money they're getting paid, they should be in shape and be able to fall out of bed and hit baseball at any time. But that's a story for another episode some other time. Well, speaking of hitting a baseball, Nelson Cruz homered again. <clears throat> That's good. He's, he, I'd like see him come back again this year. I saw he's a, I saw a stat on Major League Baseball site there that he's, I think, third for active players in total home runs for career. Yes. Third or fourth. So it's kind of nice to see. Uh, one of our guys on there making some news. Hasn't had his whole career here, but he's had a good career. And nice to see him finish up here strong. Well, the Twins take on the uh, Detroit Tigers today, and I like to call the Detroit Tigers the Minnesota Twins Junior Varsity Squad uh, because it's mainly made up of the coaching staff and, and former players of Twins. I mean, it's Ron, Ron Gardenhire's team. The pitching coach was our old pitching coach. Uh, they've got uh, some, some players, and a, and a lot of the you know, coaching and, and players, former Minnesota Twins, are Twins-connected. Uh, players. So they play down in the Dominican Republic today. They move that game up. It's a 10.35 a.m. start time, central time, if you want to stream or watch that today, uh, today being March 7th, 2020. So by the time we get this podcast out, people can go do that, uh, check that game out. The Twins beat the Rays yesterday, 5-3, to three, and they take on the Red Sox tomorrow. There's only one more scheduled day off for spring training for the Twins, and we've got basically two full weeks of spring training games. And uh, we get into the thick of things after that. Now, now, I'm okay if you're listening to this and you want to pause it to go watch the Twins game then come back and finish, finish listening to our show. We're fine with that. Go ahead and catch the Twins live. We're okay. You can certainly do that. And always, uh, you know, remember to no hit pause. Things, uh, we understand. Yes, you can always hit pause and then re, uh, you know, listen to it. Uh, pick up the conclusion from where you are. We're always good to give good, helpful advice on the show. You're right. That's what, that's what we're here. We're here for you. So the Twins game should be uh, interesting. That will be good. Uh, what do you, have you got anything else for baseball here? You know, we've got the spring training. Like you said, we've got two, just, weeks, two weeks to go here. I, have, I haven't heard any real major injuries come out of spring training. Just some guys with uh, uh, like Aaron Judge and Stratton for the Yankees might not make opening day roster, like I said earlier. So just little things like that, but nothing major. No one's got a major injury yet. No one's broken anything. Um, no real rookie's been shining. So your fantasy baseball draft, don't worry about it. Everybody should be part for the course that you think they should be. Um, no real big surprises coming out. Now, how about pro football? XFL, we're coming into week five today. And keep in mind for the listeners, uh, it's only a 10-week schedule. So we're at the halfway point after this weekend's games. There's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and uh, nothing really to note. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, with the 10-game schedule, Andy, we, you know, it doesn't take long before teams start getting eliminated if they're doing bad and start clinching right. if they're doing well. The Sunday night game tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central. Tampa Bay at Los Angeles. Both teams are one and three. Essentially, the loser of that game is going to be uh, effectively knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, I know we're only halfway through, but it's going to be a long road ahead for those guys. And we've got uh, uh, Houston is the undefeated team so far. 4-0. They're playing at home against a weak Seattle team today, so they could be seeing themselves at 5-0. and 
before we know it. Uh, so games one today, one and four tomorrow, two and eight. And the only thing I got in the XFL I heard from a from a very good source out in that lives out in the Seattle area. Um, a friend of his has tickets, season tickets for the Seattle XFL game out there. And with the whole coronavirus, he says, no, there's like talks of people not wanting to go to the games anymore. They're selling their tickets and trying to get rid of them. Well, someone, I think, uh, tested positive for it. In Washington State there, they're all just kind of panicking. And so if you're in the Seattle area, go to StubHub. You can probably get Seattle XFL tickets pretty cheap. Yeah, they're on the they're on the road this this weekend, but next weekend they're at home. They play the Sunday night game against Los Angeles, and that could be a very yeah. interesting. I think someone did test positive for the coronavirus uh, on the grounds crew or the field crew or something there yep. on the for the Seattle Dragons. So, yep. So not only are they going to have a, a one and four, one and five record going the next week, the coronavirus out there, you could probably get tickets pretty cheap if you really want to go that bad. Oh yes, oh yes. Or at least buy the ticket and have it as a souvenir anyway. You know, oh, don't go to the game, but buy the ticket, you have the souvenir. Exactly, exactly. Anything else on pro sports, um, Andy? Um, no, hockey? Not, not really. Not really. You know, as you know, you're on the show, we're not real big pro hockey or basketball guys, especially with the teams not doing well. Not much going on. Probably when their playoffs start, you'll hear us talk about it a little more. But uh, regular season-wise, nothing really uh, jumping out at it. All right. That sounds good. We'll wrap it up from there and move on to the next uh, – Next topic. All right, let's move on to some college sports. And college sports this time of the year, Andy, is fun. We've got the NCAA men's and women's basketball uh, end-of-the-year tournaments, uh, conference tournaments, I'll call it, conference are going on. Hockey conference tournaments wrapping up here. Uh, fun time of the year. Going on. Fun yeah. time of the year with the hockey and basketball. What have you got for us? Well, again, the hockey tournament is starting. Um, that's getting underway here soon for Big Ten Hockey Tournament. Gophers are sitting at number four. Uh, they're the four seed. There is seven teams in the bracket, so the bracket's a little different. Um, it's two against seven, three against six, four against five for the brackets. Then they kind of reseed when the number one seed jumps in afterward. Uh, Penn State being the number one seed. Uh, Gophers are fourth. And the good news is Wisconsin is seventh. And, uh, for the NCAA Big Ten hockey tournament on that one. Now, how about local teams? Uh, Minnesota, uh, the Mavericks. Well, the w in the WCHA tournament, um, the one quarterfinal round the other day had uh, they played best of three. Um, I saw uh, the, the uh, Beavers, Bemidji State Beavers. They beat Lake Superior State two nothing yesterday, and I have not seen the Mavericks score as of yet. Trying to find that one here, um, and I also saw the uh, that's a best out of three the way they do it. So they, they schedule a game for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's what's kind of fun about those games too is there's no winner go home. It's a best of three for the playoffs. So that's kind of different. Um, you don't see that very often in college sports, especially hockey. Yes. Um, in college ranks, so. That being said, uh, Bemidji State was ranked 10th nationally going into it, so that's kind of cool. That's to see the local teams. They've been just moving up and up and up the schedule, up and up the rankings. Um, let's see here. I can let the Mavericks sign out so I can find their score from last night for hockey. Uh, 
Anchorage, Alaska uh, today. I don't know what their score was from last night. Let me see here. I'm trying to find it. There's hockey. But um, the men's college basketball tournaments for the Gophers for Big Ten, they start March 11th in Indianapolis. So, And uh, let's see. It looks like the Mavericks did win. I don't have a score, but they did win yesterday. So they're advancing, or they're up one nothing. Uh, so they're going on to uh, had their head one nothing. They should do very well there. Uh, so Big Ten men's basketball is March 11th through 15th. Gophers are not sitting very well in that tournament right now, and the way they're looking. Uh, women's sports, the NCAA hockey for women. There is no conferences; it's just those straight women. Uh, their brackets are coming up next week, also on, on Massachusetts. Oh, I'm sorry, two weeks now. Now there's in Massachusetts. Gophers are sitting third. Uh, Big Ten women's basketball, Gophers did get bounced. They won the first game against Penn State, but then they lost to Ohio State. Gophers are out of the Big Ten tournament. They probably might they might not make the big dance for women. Even though the women do go 62 teams now, they'll probably make the NIT for women, but they will not make the big dance for the women. And that um, selection Sunday is Sunday, March 15th, uh, is it not? Yes. For both the women's and the men's. And it's 64... Four teams, right? You had just said 62, but I think with 64 teams make the, the big game. Women too? Did, they, did they have those two playing games for women? No, I did not know if they started that or not. Um, I think it's it's 64, and then if you include the two play-ins, it's 66. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep, that's right. So that is, yep. that's going to be the big day for the College of Basketball Bracketology is, is uh, Sunday, yeah. March 15th, and that's a... Uh, that's when things get into high gear. Of course, we've got college NCAA D1 baseball in high gear at this time of the year uh, as well. We don't yeah. hear about that much, uh, that on the news as far as the newsworthy, but those those games are all in high gear. Gophers are 5-8 and eight right now. Big Ten season starts March 27th at Michigan State. Okay. Uh, the Gophers have come off back-to-back losses to North Dakota State and South Dakota State here at home. So, um that's kind of an issue right there. But they did do good in their little tournament at home. They had there had a classic last week. They held their own 5-8 and eight right now. It's again, Big Ten tournament starts March 27th at Michigan State. Big Ten wrestling is this weekend at Rutgers for their tournament. Um, if you follow high school wrestling and college wrestling, I wasn't going to um, try to post the brackets. They're just so with all different weight classes, individuals, and teams. You just go to BigTen.org and you can look that up if you're interested to follow along there for the brackets on that one. The, also, like I said, for uh, Gopher Baseball, the season starts March 27th at Michigan State, and they do play three games that it sets all the time, so it's always kind of fun there, too, with college baseball. Three-game sets. They should be uh, at home, or they start at Michigan State. Home games will be at Steeper once the, t- the snow's gone, and I have not seen a game there yet before, but I know they just redid it, so I would like to go out there and catch a game this year. Maybe we'll do a show out there one afternoon. Yeah, I've never been out there either, and that's quite the uh, setup out there after they got that funding and redid that whole uh, baseball complex. It's, uh, I'm interested. We should do that. Yeah, they put a statue up out there now, so it should be kind of fun to see. But uh, we got that, and I think that's all my notes here for college, sir. Like I said, Gopher women are still sitting third. Or our city third moved up from fourth last week. Not a lot of women in the college game, or not a lot of women teams in the college game, so that's why they just have one overall tournament. There's not conferences like the Big Ten tournament, the Big East tournament, stuff like that. They just go straight to it. Kind of like, I wish the men did that, but 
there was some Big Ten guys involved in Haggy with the Big Ten Network kind of screwed all that stuff up. I don't think yeah, another story for another day on that one. Exactly. That's what I got for college sports, sir. Except the wrestling start today. We'll probably recap that next week. Uh, Iowa sitting number one still. Gophers got some good representatives in there. Hopefully, Big Ten will show up good. Perfect. All right. Sounds good. Right, let's move on to high school sports. And I think with this time of the year, Andy, it's high school state tournament time. And that's right. What have you got to start us off? I've got some girls basketball sectional finals here to uh, get into later, but let's start off with a little hockey. Yeah, boys hockey is going right now. Um, if, if we did brackets on this one, we'd be throwing them out because it has not gone as planned at all this year, which as a fan to watch has been great. On the boys' side, War Road was the number one seed. Uh, they won their first-round game against Hutch 9-3. This was by Matabidi in the second round, who was the four seed. Matabidi took care of that one pretty easy in the first round. Matabidi upset War Road yesterday 5-1. to one. Wow. The four seed Matabidi is going on to play Hermantown, who's the number three seed, who took care of St. Cloud Cathedral High School yesterday 6-2. Now, as I was home yesterday watching the hockey games, now, I want you all to think I'm a bum. I work, I work nights, so I have time during the day to watch sports during the day. So I'm watching this high school game yesterday, and to see high school hockey and to see a fight happen, it was a beautiful thing. You don't see that very often, but there was a fight in there. There was a taunting penny for, penalty for after one of the goals. It was... Those tempers were flaring, as they would say in the announcing. But uh, so it was kind of exciting to watch that one, watch the boys go. So the A championship game today at noon at XL Energy Center, Hermantown against Monomedi. So that should be kind of fun to watch that one. In Double A for hockey, again not going as projected. Number one Andover, who was smoking all year long, lost in the first round to St. Thomas Academy three to two. Murray was the five seed, and they beat Moorhead in the uh, first round five to one. And then they beat Fake Thomas Academy three two yesterday. So number five Hill Murray's in the championship against number three Ian Prairie. Um, Ian Prairie beat the Blake School, who was Nate ranked uh, second. Blake had beat Maple Grove seven five. Uh, Ian Prairie took care of Lakeville South four nothing. Then Ian Prairie won yesterday four to one. So seven o'clock tonight we got Ian Prairie number three again with gets number five, Hill Murray. Not the top one and two seeds like I already projected that. Uh, yeah, like that's why they play the games. And high school hockey, yeah, they seed them all for the brackets, but really after that, it means nothing. High school tournament time, you could see them. the St. Thomas Academy who wasn't ranked beat number one Andover who'd been crushing all year long. So that that's what the tournament's all about is watching fun stuff like that. So now, speaking of fun, hockey's produced. Andy, speaking of fun, when is the uh, hockey here all tournament team uh, come out? Is that next week? They usually announce that Monday or Tuesday. I saw one of the goalies at Carroll with Hila was he kind of had the reverse mode. He had it all long and curly in front, really short and back. So, well, I, I think I think the the uh, the dude who did that well said last year was his last year. So maybe we won't get it, or maybe someone else will step up. But I always look forward to seeing that. Uh, usually comes out yeah. early the following week after the uh, state tournament's finished. 
yes, they they go out that route, and we'll see what happens there. Who, who makes it? There's honorable mentions how they do it, but uh, that's always the kind of one of the highlights. I, I don't know how they make it. Who, who's in charge of making that list? I'd be almost tougher than that uh, seating them, I think. But correct. Anything else for hockey? That's all we got for hockey. I do uh, have a few things about the girls, but what do you have for the girls section? Well, for the girls um, sections, I'm going to focus on class 4A, uh, but before we get into that, I'll just cover the sectional winners from the class 3A. We get okay. uh, advancing to the state, which is going to be next week, is uh, Hermantown, Alexandria, Holy Angels, Becker, Elisal, Simley, and Waconia. Um, the the uh, the Red Wing Captain Mantraville game. I didn't get a final on that. Uh, do you have the final for the one uh, uh, A for in three A or three A? Uh, uh, that wasn't uh, updated. I got all the other seven um, listed. Oops. So I got here. The high school league page has for that one. I'm that was sure. for which game? I'm sorry, you said the. Class 3A, I'm not sure what section it is. Okay, I think there are section one. I'm refreshing it. Uh, Red Wing beat Casson. Okay. Um, 57 to 24. In the sectional final, wow. So that, yeah. should, be, that should be good. And, uh, those... was a, they were the three C2, so they weren't, uh, you know, a team that was upsetting going along. They were deserving team to be there. I mean, they're all deserving, but I mean, the number one gets number three. But Red Wing kind of crushed all the way through them. I mean, they won that game 57-24. Uh, they beat Albert Lee 63-24 the week before that. And so uh, they had to buy the first round. So there are two games they've handled pretty well. And I do believe Wilconia is making its first ever uh, trip to the state for girls. Uh. Yeah, so I was discussing that with the bride this morning. Uh, when I got home, I said uh, how Wilconia had won. And Wilconia seems to always kind of be like in the section tournaments – they make the finals, but can never make state all the time. It was kind of like the brides made in session tournaments. So, kind of see what Coney go there a little bit. That's our kind of our local representative here. For us, uh, Watertown Mayor lost in their summer in their finals for their section. Mayor Lutheran lost in their finals for their section. So it's kind of our, our local team, if you will, for us here in Western Carver. Western Carver. So it brings us to Class 4A, and the interesting thing is here. This will be good to watch, and I'm even planning on uh, getting down to uh, a game this week, perhaps. Um, the winners were Farmington, sectional finals here, Farmington, yep. Eden Prairie, Lakeville North, Stillwater, Park Center, Hopkins, Cambridge, Isanti, and St. Michael, Albertville. Now, if now, you look at the top... Cambridge, Isanti, they were the four seed in their, in their mm -hmm. section, too. So. Yes, and I was just going to bring up, we had some upsets there. Cambridge Isanti was a fourth seed, ended up winning, winning the section. They're not even ranked in the top ten in the state. And so right. they'll be heavy underdogs, but who knows when it's state tournament time how things yep. shake out. Lakeville North also won. They were not uh, even ranked in the top ten in the most recent standings uh, of the rankings. But what we get is, speaking of the top ten, four teams were knocked out and aren't even going to be playing in the state. Uh, number three, Wyzetta, knocked out. Yep. Number five, Chaska, in the state, uh, got beat last night. Number seven, yep. Maple Grove, got eliminated. And number nine, Rosemount, got eliminated. So there's only six teams 
of the top 10 ranked teams in the state even advancing to the state. So that should be good. That's besides two of those Douglas other teams were ranked in the top 10. Correct. And Wazetta Douglas and Edward Hopkins and Chaska Lawson and number 10 in Prairie. So they did lose two of Douglas other ranked teams, but yeah, there was two upsets. And so what we've got is, and here's how I take my, my look at this, Andy. you got Hopkins up there, uh, undefeated, ranked number one, and should, should uh, I express the word should, win the, the girls' state uh, tournament title. Now, the other thing, the second thing to watch is all the rest of the teams that are in there are going to be good to watch, other than Farmington with only two losses. Uh, the other teams all have at least four losses coming into the tournament, and several teams have double-digit losses playing in the state. Yep. And so this this will be some good matchups, I think. Um, if you go if you go watch the games that don't include Hopkins playing, I think you're going to see some good uh, good matchups in the state. Cambridge S. Andy, like you, like we said, is going to be the heavy underdog. But yep. it's state tournament time, and who knows. Uh, what's going to happen? Yeah, it could be when they do the seedings, and those brackets are not out. They're not out yet. And these the girls' state tournament takes place in all sorts of uh, levels because there's four classes, you know. So there's games at Williams yeah. Arena. There's games at uh, Concordia uh, on the campus of Concordia College. There's games in the I think, Target Center, uh, yeah. and and so they're all over the place. They're really spread out, but should be fun. No, I heard, I heard, I listened to uh, WCCO uh, Sports Night. Um, I guess the Wyzetta Hopkins finals, that game, there was like Timberwolf players were there watching the game. I mean, it was packed. Everybody wanted to go see Hopkins play. So if you watch them at State, get there early. Yeah, the Hopkins, and they also have that uh, top player uh, in the nation, the top prep prospect recruit in all of the U.S. is on that Hopkins team. So yeah. that's why they're, watch, they're, yeah. they're good. Yeah. He's a heavy recruit, uh, very good, but the, well, the Hopkins team itself is extremely good. But the others, those should be some good games to go go see. Like Andy said, get there early. The, a lot of people will be there, uh, for, you know, particularly for that Hopkins, uh, all the games that they play. But if you look how the hockey turned out, I'm assuming I'm watching Hopkins on Saturday night for the championship. You never know. Uh, if they get beat, that could be very interesting. Um, and there will be, of course, there will be upsets along the way. It just depends no, on... Riding uh, in the streets of Hopkins and something goes wrong there. Riding. Cars will be overturned and trash cans on fire. Raspberries thrown everywhere out there. A lot of raspberries. The uh, So that'll be interesting. That This would be good. I'm looking to head out there. Now, we got for also high school sports, it's the boys' basketball Sections are getting underway in the middle rounds uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah, we got, like, so we got the girls from it. And also this weekend, we got the adopted floor hockey. Both divisions are this weekend also. And then, like I said, the boys' sections have started. On March 18th, their state tournament begins. So, busy, busy, busy. And then after that, like I said, the pro stuff, or the, I mean, the pros of college tournament really starts hitting hard after that. And then baseball season will be here. That's correct. Anything more for high school sports? Um, that's all I got, sir. All righty. All right, let's move on to the last segment of the show, the musical segment. Got any special days, yeah. anniversaries, birthdays, Andy? For us? So we got here for for music. Here we got uh, just some, some tour information here. Um. 
September 27th at the Armory is Judas Priest. October 30th is Megadeth with Lamb of God. Uh, Medina, March 13th, uh, has The Hype, which is an 80s tribute band. With, uh, Heartless, enough, which is obviously a heart tribute band. Also, Medina, April 24th, is Thunderstruck, an ACDC tribute band. Uh, Hairball will be playing March 27th. At Jack- These are just Minnesota dates. They are busy every weekend. If you want to check their schedule out on their website, nationwide, go right ahead. Minnesota locally here, though, March 27th at Jackpot John Junction at Morton. March 28th at Nick Live in Maplewood. April 17th at the Minor Memorial Building in Virginia, Minnesota. And then 18th in Sartell at Burnix Arena. As far, I don't have much for music birthdays or anything else, but I do have some sports stuff for this week in sports history of birthdays. Oh, yes. Um, kind of a Minnesota flavor to it here, mostly. Uh, March 1st, uh, this week in history. Minnesota coach Charlie Burns becomes the first player coach in NHL history. He plays with North Stars 8 nothing win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Remains in the role for the final month of the season. Also March 1st, 1988, Edmonton's Wayne Gretzky picks up his first period assist in the Oilers' 5-3 win over the Kings to move him ahead of Gordie Howe, an NHL all-time leader in career assists. Howe had 1,049 assists in 26 years. Gretzky had 1,059. Um, March 2nd, 2012, the NFL establishes existence of the bounty program for the New Orleans Saints 2009, 11 players were given uh, incentives to injure opposition. Coach Sean Payton is suspended for the 2012 season. It's a little local note there on that one. So a couple of local notes there. Uh, Stick with March 2nd, 1962, Terry, Terry Steinbach, catcher from New Orleans, Minnesota, had a birthday. Also a birthday that day was 1967 was Ron Gant. Um, played for the Braves and tripped over Ken Herbeck's leg in the World Series. He's now a broadcaster of Good Day Atlanta, uh, co-host for that show down there. So we're on gambling some morning TV in Atlanta. 1983, March 2nd, Glenn Perkins was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, former Prince pitcher. Uh, keep up the Minnesota theme. March 4th, 1972, Robert Smith, Vikings former running back, had a birth- has a birthday. March 5th, 1977, Wally Zerbiak. So there's some basketball. Uh, I think he works out. Uh, Fox or Big Ten for basketball. He's still some CBS. You'll see him at tournament time while he's over back. So he's down there. Uh, March 6th, 1906. The Cubs signed third baseman Harry Steinfeld. Now you go, big deal. So Harry Steinfeld helped complete that famous infield that included Tinker's Devers to Chance. Now what's this now? Jerry Seinfeld? Harry Steinfeld. Oh. Okay. Harry Steinfeld. Sorry, my mistake. So he, he, he's kind of like the the other guy, you know, like John Paul, George, and the other guy. You know, he, he was the other guy all the time. Third baseman. Uh, March 7th, 1950, or 1857. Baseball decides nine innings consists of an official game, not nine runs. March 7th, 1989. Dino Cicerelli is traded from the Minnesota North Stars to the Washington Capitals. And March 7th, 1955. Tommy Kramer was born. Wow. Later went on to uh, star at Rice University. Yes. And also on a local note, uh, this Sunday, I believe, is a big celebration downtown for 
Sid Hartman's 100th birthday. Yeah, they're calling it the uh, Sid Fest or something. There's a name. Sidtennial or something. Sidten- like yeah, it's the Sidtennial uh, event. The Sidtennial. Now, I don't know. My invitation must have got lost in the mail. He did not invite us down there. We must not be close personal friends with Sid Hartman. I'm not sure what the deal is. <laughs> I, I get Sid fine. One less Christmas card I got to send up this year to you than pal. Exactly. But yeah, that's all I got. So how about you? What have you been listening to in your car ride back and forth? Well, uh, I've been listening to an uh, album by, by Black Sabbath called Paranoid. A 1971 release, 41 minutes, 51 seconds, uh, recorded in six days in 1970, recorded in London, England. Uh, very good, very good album. But some of the interesting stories behind it are almost more interesting. So those familiar with this is Ozzy Osbourne, uh, lead singer, but the songs on this album was War Pigs, Paranoid, that went on to become uh, the big hit, Planet, Caravan, Iron Man, which also went on to become big. Side two was Electric Funeral, Hand of Doom, Rat Salad was an instrumental, and Fairies Wear Boots. Ozzy, uh, the only song that he wrote the lyrics on this album was Perry's Wear Boots talks about the band's uh, or Ozzy's personal run-in with a bunch of skinheads and later wrote the song Fairies Wear Boots so the other songs are written by Geezer Butler Geezer Butler did the lyrics and some heavy lyrics in all of these and uh, lots of lots of topics but the interesting thing that I found while researching this uh, album Paranoid the title track was written as an afterthought they had the rest of the songs for the album were done, and they basically said that we're, we're too short. We need another song. So they wrote it, put together a guitar lit, and uh, it took 20, 25 minutes to write that song. It became the title track of the album and their best song. Basically, the number one song was Paranoid. And so... Uh, that was an afterthought. They added it uh, later, actually renamed the album. Uh, the album was supposed to be called, they were going to name the album Walpurgis. Walpurgis. Uh, after a, it's a saint, Walpurgis, uh, they were going to name it. And uh, it's a big uh, big holiday in Europe that commemorates, uh, it does a lot of bonfires and um, uh, things like that. In there, they wanted to name it Walpurgis. Then they said, nope, that's not a lot of people are going to get that connection there. Uh, so let's name it War Pigs. That was their song. War Pigs was supposed to be that title track of the album. Now, if you remember the song War Pigs, also very good, um, was written um, basically about the uh, you know, Vietnam War was heavy at the time. Um but uh, that was that was really talking about the geezer butler. They said had his ear to the ground and was very in tune with what was going on in society. And so he wrote these heavy lyrics and about uh, who who was really running the show. It's not about going to war to fight, but it was about the bankers, the banksters, and the large corporations that needed wars to make money. And that was really what was behind it and the pigs running the show. And so. Uh, Warner Brothers says, I don't know if that's going to fly as a title. And at the time they released Paranoid, the song, 
first before the album came out, and that was gaining such good traction, they decided to rename the album Paranoid. But it was too late at that point for the artwork on the cover of the album to be changed. They already thought it was War Pigs, so the front of the album is a man with a pig's mask holding a sword um, for War Pigs. It was supposed to be the War Pig album cover. So they went along with it. Many people thought later, why is an album called Paranoid when there's a man with a pig mask holding a sword on the front of the album? So lots of good stories uh, be, behind that. The, the song Hand of Doom was very interesting. It got a lot of, uh, a lot of bad press. Uh, it's really a song about drug addiction and depression and heroin and shooting up of smack. Uh, the British band Black, you know, Black Sabbath saw a lot of these American soldiers coming back from Vietnam and the aftermath of them with addiction, shooting up and going through depression when they came back from the Vietnam War. And so they wrote a song about that drug addiction and uh, and shooting up and whatnot, but really got a lot of ne negative press saying the hand was about suicide. Uh, the song was about suicide, they thought, and it didn't help when a, uh, a, a suicide took place in, let's see, I got to find my notes here. A nurse uh, died in, in London and with the, with the controversy here, a nurse died in the early 70s. An American, actually an American nurse was found uh, dead and playing on her turntable was the paranoid album spinning round and round when the body was, was found. They suggested that it was satanic or something that caused her depression, caused her to kill herself, uh, which was uh, ridiculous, they, they said. But uh, it, it also helped capture the... Media, you know, once again, media controversy sometimes on music albums, negative is sometimes as good as positive. And so that's really went went wild and they really picked up on that. The album went, ended up going four times platinum. And um, but really, it's the, the songs are, are about stopping wars and some science fiction uh, stuff in there. But the news said that it was all about satanic stuff um, uh, with the devil and things like that. And so. The, the song Hand of Doom was written about uh, against drugs, and the people thought it was telling, uh, the, the band Black Sabbath was telling people to go use drugs. So they had to be, they were in a constant, uh, you know, fighting that whole, fighting that whole thing. The Walpurgis saint in Europe um, is also, because of the bonfires and some of the well, witchcraft connected to that, people think that that's a satanic holiday. And so they, they were fighting all this uh, things, but really it was about the social, the social uh, ills going on in society at the time. And um, very good that the cover shot of War Pigs, I mean, of the uh, Paranoid was shot and designed by Keith McMillan, the front cover of that uh, pig holding a sword. Um, he was credited on the liner notes as Keith, but his name is Keith McMillan. Uh, that took place, that photo shot was in Black Park in London and the players in the band was Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, Tony Iommi on guitar, Geezer Butler played bass and Bill Ward on drums. Uh, this album, because of the guitar work was so, so good. It's listed as number six in the all time greatest 
guitar albums of all time and the greatest 100 yeah. guitar albums of all time, this is listed as number six. Um, some unbelievable uh, stuff on there. Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains once called the song Hand of Doom, the one we just talked about, from musically, yeah. from a music perspective, he calls it a masterpiece. Wow. And uh, to this day, it's Black Sabbath's uh, best-selling album was Paranoid. It was their second album overall. They started working on this album only four months after their first album came out. Uh, it's on the 500 greatest albums of all time. Very good stuff. Uh, very heavy, meaning, meaningful stuff in the lyrics here. And I encourage those who go and listen to it is to pull up the lyrics on your internet uh, internet page. Pull up the lyrics for each song. It's some heavy stuff they're dealing with. And this was back in 19, you know, 1970 that they were dealing with some of the stuff that is just coming to light today with uh, some of the people uh, becoming woke or, or awake. And this, uh, this album is, is 49 years old. So that's all I've got for that. We'll include the link in the description section of this. But um, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Ozzy was always, always, you know, that album, it's one of those everything oh, I love that album, but no one really has a favorite song. That, you can ask 10 people, you can you know, all different answers for different reasons. Because that's what's so fun or great about that album. They're just all good songs. Um, the I had one more note. You'll like this. The original yes. title to the song Iron Man was yeah. originally titled, titled Iron Bloke. Remember, they're from the UK. Yeah. The original That's title was called uh, a British thing, Iron Bloke. And um, they had to yes. change it because uh, they just called it Iron Man. And once again, that took off. And so between Paranoid and Iron Man, those are the two songs heavily played today. But boy, Electric Funeral is unbelievable. That the Hand of Doom song, Rat Salad Instrumental, and Fairies Wear Boots. The Planet Caravan was another song, uh, very not rock, not heavy, but they were not even considering throwing that on the album because it was a very soft, uh, mellow, mellow song. But they threw that on there, and that um, helped reinforce the fact that these guys uh, were very talented as musicians. And that's another another good one. But uh, Is he I like it. Your Iron Man. Are you hear the song Iron Man? A picture of the Road Warriors. Oh that yes. Those came off of that song, so that's kind of a, a tie-in on that. And some people, the yeah. young the youngsters, think that the Iron Man was after the Marvel comics, uh, Marvel movies, uh, Iron Man. But no, this was this yeah. was out way back in the seventies, about fifty years. <laughs> I mean, there could have been Iron Man in the comics then, but I'm pretty sure Ozzy wasn't in the comics when they wrote that. Or no, the band wasn't in the comic books to read that. No, no, um, that was not on that radar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's all I've got for the music of this uh, this week. Now, next week's show, uh, we will cover our our predictions for the Selection Show Sunday. So you check out the show, then you can listen to Selection Show Sunday, see how close we are, how far off we are. And we'll go from there. And also, we'll have a link up by next week for our brackets, if you want to fill out a bracket for the basketball tournaments as well. So... Here yours. We'll mention it again next week. We'll give you the official site and everything else. We'll put it on the Facebook page and all that other stuff. Are we going to do, Andy, are we going to do a special sports and songs uh, uh, tournament link that people can sign up for for free? Yes. Okay. We'll that's on the page. Good, good. We'll, we'll discuss all the uh, 
logistics on that, where it's going to be, and how you sign up for it and everything else. We're not going to make you sign up where we send you a bunch of emails for stuff. It's probably a free site through Yahoo or CBS Sports or something like that. It's one of those deals. We'll sign up for something like that. We'll get one going for everybody to see how they do. Um, see who can beat us or beat your buddies. Just tell your friends at work. Hey, let's all get to this one. It's a free one. You've got that one set up. We'll do that. Be kind of fun. See how it really does. Very good. It's also uh, very good for bragging rights. Uh, you know, we could have yes. a... Uh... A traveling trophy after uh, going forward after this. Breaking right, right? So worth more than money sometimes. I know the fancy football league I'm in at church, it's all for breaking rights. And see a bunch of guys talking smack at church, it's kind of fun. Very good, exactly. All right, well, we'll see you next week, Andy. All right, talk to you later. Have a good one. Thanks.